it's entertaining and I can feel busy and productive and have a story that I'm, I'm doing that, but it also could be more peaceful. We have the option to slow it down. We have the option to drive at the speed limit. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have an amazing guest, David. David, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, awesome. Michelle. So give everybody the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Hmm. Who I am, what I love to do. Okay, 2,500-foot view. <laughs> yeah. A little closer. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Name well, credentials, you know, fun stuff. Well, someone said the nicest thing about me a while back, and it stuck with me. He said, he said you should meet David Wood. He's playful and deep. Mm. And I really like that. I, I'm kind of irreverent and I like to have fun. Uh, you know, I've been a stand-up comedian, but I've also gone and sat with gurus and navel gazed and done things that would freak most humans out. Um, so I think I'm a bit of an unusual coach. Most people pick either business coaching or life coaching. I'm unwilling to pick one or the other because the first half of my life was about very left brain logical thinking and uh, getting good at numbers and systems and business and money. Uh, I, you know, I was consulting to Ford and Sony and Exxon at the age of 26 in, in New York on Park Avenue. So I did that. But then the second half of my life has been catching up on all the human things that I knew nothing about growing up, like vulnerability, intimacy, emotional intelligence, authenticity, true leadership. So I do business coaching because that's fun for me. And I, I really relate to business owners. But I say to people, if all you want is more money in your business, you should go and work with someone else. Because there are plenty of people who'll do that. I'll work with you on your business. But then we're going to get to the good stuff, like how you're showing up in the world. Are you living the life that you want to live so that on your deathbed, you can say, I gave it everything. Are you being transparent enough? Are you taking risks enough? How are you showing up for your kids and for your, for your partner? Those are the things that, that jazz me even more than business coaching. Awesome. We are going to have a ton of fun, I can tell. So let's start with how did you get into coaching? What was that transition like for you? Well, I was on Park Avenue uh, in this really cushy consulting job, and I thought I had it made. And yet I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy and I was stressed. And um, someone suggested I do this personal growth program called the Landmark Forum. <laughs> and I wasn't going to do it because they all smiled way too much and they wore name tags. <laughs> and I'm like, this is some bullshit. Uh, but I thought, well, why don't I try it out? I'll just get in and get out. Maybe I'll learn something. Fortunately, they were ready for me. And they cracked my cynicism and they cracked my heart open. And I coached someone in, in one of the, I did three courses with them. And in the, one of them, I coached someone and changed their life overnight. Nice. And it was such an experience. She'd, 
her husband had had an affair 10 years earlier and she'd been holding it over him and using it to manipulate him for 10 years. And then as we kept talking, it turned out someone else had an affair 10 years earlier. She did, but she hadn't told him that piece. And so I watched her with tears in her eyes, looking at what it would take to reveal that and apologize and be absolutely vulnerable and put the marriage on the line simply for the sake of authenticity and the chance of true love. And she went and did it and came back and reported to the whole group that her and her husband felt like they were walking six feet above the ground, floating on air that whole weekend. And I'm like, all right, how do I get more of this in my life? How do I guide people? Because I was coaching people left, right and center during that course. I couldn't stop. If someone was stuck, I'd say, well, did you try this? Or what about this? And so they trained me as a coach because I was like, show me how to do this. And, uh, and then a year later, I found out people were getting paid for it. It was like, actually, this was back in 98. I started professionally coaching and someone had a business card. And I'm like, wait a minute, I could do this as a career. I could help people and get paid. And so that's how I, that's how I got started. Nice. I love that. And I can totally empathize with it. There is nothing better than seeing somebody kind of pop. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that's awesome. So yeah. I, I love that feeling too. So you love, like working with business owners who are also looking at kind of how do I make this a complete story? So let's delve into that. Who do you absolutely love to serve and support? Who's your ideal client? Ideal client is a really savvy smart business owner who's doing well, already up and running. Uh, they, they got a great product or, or, or service. And they realized that they realized that they could do so much more. They're looking for like, how, how can I produce more with less time? So that's one thing they may be feeling scattered. Um, but more importantly, they want to grow. And they realize the value of that. They don't want to stay the same person they were for the, they are for the next five years. They want to grow and shift and learn. And so, and they, they haven't done 20 years of navel gazing and sitting with gurus because I've done that. They've read, maybe read a few books about it. They're interested in personal development. And they, one guy just posted on a forum. The second nicest thing I think someone could say about me, he said, I want to get back to you guys because you'd recommended David Wood as a coach. And I wanted to let you know I'm working with him and it feels more like I've hired Yoda than a business coach. And I, I really love that because sometimes we'll talk about hiring and systems and, and uh, productivity and, and branding and marketing. But sometimes we'll talk about the nature of life and the meaning of life and how the mind and, and nervous system filters the universe and we're living in our own personal matrix. We'll go right. Like that'll be the session. It depends on what's needed. Nice. I love that. And I, let's delve into what it looks like to work with you because I think it's, I think it's super important. I think the reason that people go into business in the first place is to figure out who they are and what they're made out of. And that involves all of them, not only the marketing, not only leadership, not only how do I deal with people in management teams, <laughs> like it's everything. So when they're working with you and they come in the front door, then what happens? 
<clears throat> before we get on the phone, and I'll make this offer to, to listeners at the end, before we get on the phone, you you fill in an intake form because I'm going to ask probing questions about what you care about and what your what your struggles are. I want to know, I want to know all of that so that I've got a really good picture. And then we get on the phone and we'll go through it. And I'll say, all right, it seems like you want this, this, and this. I might, I might be enrolled in that. I'm like, that sounds like, you know, you seem like you'd be excited about that. Or I might be like, you don't seem that pumped. Is this, is this just an intellectual exercise? What do you really want? And we might dig into it. I'll look at what is sabotaging you. We've all got some form of sabotage. It might be long ranger syndrome. It might be, you know, I've got to do everything myself. It might be uh, lack of focus. You're juggling too many balls. Everyone's got their own, own private way of sabotaging. So we'll look at that. We'll look at the obstacles that are in the way. And then we'll look at how coaching could make an impact. Because sometimes people, you know, they've got goals and they've got challenges, but, but it, I, we can't even see where coaching make a difference. Nine times out of 10, it'd be like, all right, what could you really use? And it might be for some people, it's like, I just need support. I need someone in my corner. For some people, it's brainstorming. I need to talk this stuff out. Uh, for some people, it's blind spots. Show me what I'm not seeing. Uh, for others, it's accountability. I had one, one client, she said, I need to pay you for a year in advance. I need to not go monthly because I know once I've paid for a year in advance, I'll be in. And when I've got someone else to report to, I'm going to get the stuff done. I'm going to show up in a whole different way. Whereas if it's just me, I can slide and slide and slide. So we look at like, well, what is it that you're really looking for? And I may have, I may have some ideas. And then if we do decide that we're going to work together, I tell them my policies because I have, have a, a structure that's set up. You know, like if you miss a session, you lose the session. Like let's, let's be adults about it. I set up the policies, we set them up and then the first homework is usually let's go deeper into what would have you do the happy dance a year from now. Not just like these are good goals, but you'd want to call all your friends and say, look what I've just done. This is so awesome. That's what I'm looking for. And so I haven't set their targets out there. And then three months from now, how will we know that you're, that you're really on track and it's time to hold a party? Okay, so we've got milestones now. That's usually how we, how, we get, how we begin. And then with each session, we might be moving those goals forward and, and looking at the big picture or something's come up that week. Like, I got to fire someone and I really don't want to do it. Or I'm having trouble with my ex. He's driving me bonkers and I'm so triggered. Or I just had this real client issue and it's upsetting to me. It, you know, it might be we might be putting out some fires. So it's like we look on the big picture, keep it moving forward. And then what's coming up this week? What came up for a client yesterday is she was feeling abandoned. That, that's what's going on. Now, usually we're dealing with the business and marketing or whatever, but if you've got something that's really, it's keeping you awake at night or stressing you, it's gonna hurt the bottom line. So let's look at the personal uh, it just reminded me, I've got one client who is very keen to launch a new product. But when, when we started the session, it seemed like something was going on for him and uh, he's gone through a divorce. 
And so I, I just let him know, you can bring that at any time. If we can like clear that and have you feeling at peace during the divorce, that's going to free up a whole lot of energy for you to, to work on the business. So I love it that we get to intertwine life with business. Nice. I love that. So let's look into kind of that as an example right now, because I think a lot of people think if I am calm and relaxed about this thing, it means I'm endorsing it or I'm, um, I'm condoning the behavior, right? So how do you approach that, that, um, somebody like that, like your client, um, without getting obviously into his personal, just kind of, we can go back to generalizations, but I, I, I hear a lot that people are worried that if they're stressed about a certain situation, that that stress is good. It's serving them. It's protecting them. I get that. And how do you deal with that? That's really interesting. So someone's thinking that the stress is a good thing. Hmm? It reminds me of Byron Katie's work. She's one of my teachers. I've gone and sat with Katie for a month and done the work for eight hours a day, maybe 10 hours a day for a month. And what I learned from doing the work is that the mind usually thinks that if that it needs to be against something to be a good person, or you need to be against something in order to change it. It's almost like an assumption that we made somewhere, sometime when we were kids and then it's just become a way of being. So, for example, a uh, classic one, and I know this could be contentious, um, rape. We can, most of us can agree rape's not a good thing. But when we're against it, there's a certain energy that comes, you know, producing stress. I might not be sleeping well and I'm, you know, I've got feelings of anger coming up. The more I believe that shouldn't be happening and it's bad and wrong. I might hate the person who did it. Um, Katie has a, another way of looking at it. What if you don't have to be against anything in order to change it? So here's a micro example that's much easier to talk about than something like rape. Litter. Litter, litter bugs me. Can't stand it. And I realize I'm against it. I'm, against, I'm like, it shouldn't happen. And I'm angry at people who did it. Katie has another way of looking at it. That litter should be there until it's not. That's exactly where it should be. Until it's not. Maybe until I pick it up. I tell you what, that's a much more peaceful frame for me. And I do go and pick it up. In fact, I might be more likely to go and do something about it because it's like, well, it's on me. Nice. So, I love that. And even the yeah. litter one to me is a fantastic example because if the litter wasn't there, then there wouldn't be anything for you to come in and clean up and, and make better. And then you don't get that feeling of satisfaction. And then you don't get that good feeling of, wow, I did something awesome today. That just changed my mood. This is great. Now I get to go on to here. And to me, it's like a, this... The negativity, as negative as it is, it becomes a springboard for how much better you can feel. And I think it is immensely important for people to understand that. And I think it's really hard to do on their own, that they need somebody like you that understands that concept to be able to work with them, to be able to take them from, yeah, I get it, this situation sucks. And because of it, how much better can the world be 
when we find that solution, that key, that whatever it is that opens that door. Yeah. And this speaks directly to that stress idea, the idea that you need to be stressed or angry in order to affect change. What if that wasn't true? What if from a place of peace and joy, you could create what you want to do today and you could speak with your staff from that place and, and have a good time and be inspired and motivated and not coming from wrong or lack. Now, look, I'll, I'll sometimes create artificial constraints on my day. And I, I coach my clients on this set a 25 minute timer, set a goal for 25 minutes, hit go and play a game called, I'm going to do it. You know, that's, I don't know if I'd call that stress, but I, I create, you know, there's a little bit of excitement. I'm going to get this done. Um, it could go over into stress. Go, oh, I got too much. We do that to ourselves. My God, I'll, I go downstairs and I'm boiling water for tea. I'm letting the dog out to pee and I'm checking my phone. Okay. That's a lot I'm trying to, I'm trying to do at one time. It's entertaining and I can feel busy and productive and have a story that I'm, I'm doing that but it also could be more peaceful. We have the option to slow it down. We have the option to drive at the speed limit or a couple of miles what? underneath. Yeah, we, we, we have the option. Yeah, it's a whole other way of being. It's like, yeah, this is fine. I'm here and I'm, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to, it might, I wonder if it's like the tortoise and the hare. I wonder if the, as we can slow down and use different sources of energy other than adrenaline, um, that we might actually get more done. Now I'm not saying you need to go cold turkey and suddenly become some guru and just sit and wait for the world to come to you. Um, but I think stress is optional. And anger and againstness is also optional. The classic sign that speaks to this is the sign that says fight war. It's the irony is just unbelievable. You are, you are at war with war. What if it's like, well, let me understand why Putin's doing this and why this is happening the way it is and maybe try and bring some compassion and then go and volunteer and do everything I can to stop it. But it's Katie says, if someone does something, uh, if someone is at risk of committing a further crime, they should be locked up, but not for punishment so that they can't do more damage. And when they do damage to someone else, they do damage to themselves. So she says it's a kindness to stop them doing something else. What a different, I, I, I go into Colorado prison sometimes and work with the inmates. And I just think what a different way of coming at it, having compassion for people who've committed a crime, not like you're bad and wrong. And there's a country song I listened to recently that talked about stringing them up, stringing up people and hanging them. And I was so upset and offended. So there's me being against their againstness, <laughs> right? Um, but what if it could come from compassion? Oh, you know, there are reasons you did this and I'm going to stop you doing that. And uh, we go in and we try and train them in the tools that they can use when they get out so that they can stay out and not not commit further crimes it's just a different energy i love it and we've taken it 
to an extreme level, which I love and is awesome. And we've also taken it outside the realm so that I think people can see it and understand it. So let's bring it back into a business realm because I think the exact same thing happens in business all the time. It's just not rape, murder, war. It's competition. It's they're not doing what I asked them to do. It's like all of those feelings are still there. It's just in a different realm. Love it. So, wow. So any upset that we have, the ego is probably saying, this is wrong. This is bad. And I don't think that's wrong that the ego is doing that. That's, that seems to be its job. Its job is to look for problems. Its job is to look for tigers hiding behind bushes and what's going to bite us, what's going to hurt us and what's wrong. I don't think its job is to say, oh, that's a lovely cup of tea. And, oh, Bill, Bill really put a lot of effort into that. You know, the work is crap, but Bill put a lot of work into that and really tried. Um, let's see what we can do to have it be better. I don't think that's the ego's job. And so our default, and I, this is such a, a shame, I think, is that we often go to, this is wrong. And I do. I'm like, why didn't you do that? I already told you this. I, my programmer sent me uh, the new version of the app. I'm re-releasing an app called Get Real, which is a question game to go deeper in connection. So we can ask like deep questions that will actually have us connect. And I got through seven changes. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to stop here. This is not ready for me. And I was making him wrong. And I was frustrated. And um, I did say in my message, I wonder if this is the latest build. Because I just don't understand why all these changes. Please, please don't send me something that's not ready. I'm begging you. Because it drives me bonkers. And uh, I realized this may not be the latest build. There might be some mistake. Turned out. That was it. So at least I was able to see. So here's the thing. Can you stop when you're upset with someone? Can you stop and try and see how it might look like from their, their point of view? Can you get into their world a little bit to step into their shoes and see what, why that might have happened? A really great question that I got from Deka Kunyov, who's a great teacher and friend, is what kind of person might do that? What kind of person might send a report like this? Or what kind of a person, person might say that about me in a meeting that felt insulting? What might be going on in their mind? It's so hard to do, particularly when we're upset. But if you can do that, you might start opening up like, oh, a stressed person might do that. Or a person who doesn't have the whole story might do that. I've done that before. So you start to get some compassion. The Byron Katie work, I'm a big fan of her work, uh, and it's called The Work. You can even go to thework.com. That work will help you do this automatically. You, you find a thought, she shouldn't have said that. You go through it and you come out at the end with, with turnarounds. And one turnaround could be, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I've said exactly that thing to people in the past. Or I said that to her. Or I've said it about her in my head. Whoa. So we start to get some empathy now. I'm in the same place. And it just 
can open up a whole new world when we've got a story that this is how it went down and this is how it should be. As Katie says, who needs God when we have your opinion? I have your opinion that she should have said this, he should have said that, I, sh I should have done this, blah, 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 blah. That's the ego's job. Our job is to catch it. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm believing. Can I hack into that either using Byron Katie's work or my book's coming out in the next month or two called Mouse in the Room because the elephant is not alone. And it's all about how to identify what's going on inside you that's giving you that ex this experience and then how to artfully name that mouse so that you can have deeper connection. Nice. I love that. So we've gone through kind of the fear, the frustration, the anger, the emotional side of business <laughs> we can sometimes catch. What are some of the other stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now and they're thinking, oh my God, David, I need you so badly right now. Stumbling blocks towards what? In their life. What are they going through that they're thinking you are the solution to their answer or to oh. their question? <clears throat> well, feeling scattered for sure. Juggling, juggling too many things. A lot of us are not very productive. We might still be successful <clears throat> in spite of it, but that would be one thing. Uh, revenue, you're already making money, but you can see there's a lot, lot left on the table and there's a lot more opportunity. It might be a branding issue. Uh, for some people, it's leverage. They, they need systems. They've got basically a lot of jobs that they're doing and they really could expand and hire and train, which isn't for the faint of heart, but we need to do it if we're going to really grow and be able to free our time up to have freedom. Um, oh, so I just, I just saw in my mind the mind map of um, the Samurai course that I have. So I have an eight-week course. A lot of people want private coaching, so they don't do this course. They just say, no, just you and me one-on-one. -on -one. But for people, particularly if they're on a budget and they want an affordable way to get coaching and they might actually want some training to be better at it as an entrepreneur, then I have the Semi program. So we go through goal setting, making sure you've got the right goals. So people who are like, I want help setting goals that are going to light me up. That's one, one area. Uh, productivity. Achieving twice as much in half the time is another area. Mindset, how to be unstoppable. And what, what we've been talking about is exactly this. When a, when a thought is actually what's in the way, we need to hack into that. Mindset, for anyone who thinks that's a soft skill, they haven't really done a lot of work on, on mindset. It, it can be everything. It can make you more attractive. It can have more people want to work with you. It can have your staff stick around longer. It can give you opportunities. Huge. If I could just do a course on that, I would probably do it. But then people are, what about the revenue or whatever? And then we get into the money side. Um, people might want, need more leads. They might want better conversions. They might want better upsell systems. And then the third bucket that I usually look at is leverage. And that is working out what is your genius zone? What can you do better than everyone else and that you love to do? For me, it's speaking. It's being on podcasts. I'm not going to hire anyone ever 
well, don't say ever, but I don't think I'm going to hire anyone to do that. I love speaking and training and, and coaching. So that's my genius zone. Then you list everything else in the business that is not that. And you start working out a plan for when you're going to hire people to take on each of those things, train them up so that you just do what's in your genius zone. And so those are, those are the main areas I think that people would come to me. They could come to me for any one of those things, not knowing that once they come in the door, we're probably going to find a bunch of these other areas and actually work on those as well, particularly the mindset. I think, I think it's maybe 75%, 80% mindset to having a great life. And then 20, 25% changing your circumstances, like growing the business conversation with your kids, you know, whatever we do that as well, but so important. And people think it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. People think, and I often fall into this trap too, that it's 80% my circumstances. I just need to get this in place and this in place and get the right house and get the right partner and get the whatever, then I'll be happy. No, unfortunately, you'll still have your thoughts. You probably have very similar thoughts to what you have now. So if we can work on the mindset, firstly, you'll be happy without changing any of the, that other stuff. And secondly, that'll help the other stuff come through. Now, it's hard to convince people of that. It's hard to sell that. So I'm happy to, that's why my, my, my initial coaching call with people is called a double your revenue audit. Nice. Well, great, great. Tell help me, me more. <laughs> help me double my revenue. Um, but that's not where we're going to stop. We'll, we can start with that. But definitely the mindset stuff will, will come up. Um, I had someone come to me because she thought she needed clarity and she needed productivity. There's a lot, it turns out, a lot of self-esteem stuff coming up. And she's like, I, I'm... I'm not good enough for this and I should be different. My mind should be different and I shouldn't feel scattered. And blah. Oh, it was huge. And so there were tears in our first session as we just got to be with that and how much of a weight that is to carry. So we do a lot of mindset stuff in our, in our sessions and then she's free in the week to go and be more productive and dive into it and have a better time, which is ultimately I what that. I want for everybody. I want Absolutely. you to have a better time in life. I used to give people a, um, and you can steal, borrow, or make it yours if you want, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, flip it upside down so that the base of the triangle is at the top and the, <laughs> the point is at the bottom. And if you use it as the amount of time you spend in each one of those quadrants, if you spend the most amount of time in self-actualization, figuring out who you are, who you want to be when you grow up, what are you good at, what are you bad at, what are you self-actualizing is the most amount of time, all of these things end up taking care of themselves and you spend the minimum amount of time on your basic needs of food and water. Those things are taken care of in a, this magical sort of way because somebody's taking the time and effort to figure out who they are and who they want to be in the world. And that self-actualization concept that uh, he goes into so well, but it's a, 
it's a very different way of looking at things and I get it. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> shit hits the fan, something happens and you go into, I just need water and food today. <laughs> like, right. We're just working on the basics and then we're good. <laughs> I totally get that. It will yeah. happen. But then yeah, it's, if it's not it's, the focus. It's just a shame that we can stay there. Exactly. We can, it's so easy to stay there and putting out fires. I got this fire, I got this fire, I got this fire. One of my teachers talked once about how the phone rang and he was putting his shoes on and he hopped across the room trying to keep the the shoe kind of hanging on his foot and um and not fall over to get to the phone because he was in a hurry and it occurred to him that if he just took three seconds to stop and actually put the shoe on he could walk across to the phone and might even get there faster and that was his way of saying invest in your personal growth invest in the spiritual side you get that sorted everything else becomes easier now again that's hard to sell which is why my brand is uh called focus.ceo my last brand which i'm coming back to because i just love it so much is was play for real because we're playing a game in life. It's a game with very high stakes, but let's remember it's a game. Let's play it and let's play it for real. That's what I care about. That's a little harder to sell than focus and double your revenue. So when you come to my website, it says, yeah, double, double your revenue. In fact, a, a link that I'm going to give out at the, at the end of this is going to be, it's going to be doublerevenue.net. This is all because for most people in their mind is, well, survival first, let's get the money handled. So I'm like, okay, we'll start with that. Second, how much time off do you want? Do you want to work 40, 60, 70, 80 hours a week? I've got a client working 10 to 14 hour days, six and a half days a week. I'm like, how much time off do you want? And then thirdly, I want to know, what are you going to do with that time? What matters to you? Have you always, like for me, I, when I dig in, I like, I've always wanted to sing. So now I've got two singing coaches. Uh, I've always wanted to act. And so now I have an acting coach and in four weeks I am moving to Los Angeles to pursue acting. But for 10 years, I said, Oh, I've always wanted to do that. So I want to know what are the things you've always wanted? To, I've always wanted to speak five languages. What is it for you? And then let's make sure that we're working on that too. We're not going to wait until you retire to live life. What does living life look like? So those are kind of the three tiers. And I do it because of the, you know, a lot of us are focused on money. I get it. Let's do that. I got one client said, I'm already making half a million a year. How much is enough? He said, but I can't stop. I'm on the treadmill. Can you help me shift this? So great. Let's work out what's driving you to do that. And then what could be at least as important as that in your life that might draw you away from that. And we're working on that. He might, he might, he wants to start a nonprofit to help the formerly incarcerated population in the U S and, and support them in getting jobs. All right, let's do that. And we're going to honor the part of you that wants to keep producing money. And we're going to honor that and respect that. But now there's more balance. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are revenue producing days for him. Thursday, Friday, something else. Saturday, something else. 
we just, most of us don't have the optimal balance mm -hmm. in our life. And I haven't talked about that before, but I realize that's really what's going on. What is the optimal balance? I want to show you a mind map I did. I think it was just two days ago. Really simple exercise anyone can do. Look at the big pieces that you're, that you're shepherding in your life. What are the major pieces that matter? You may have 20 pieces, but we can't focus on 20. So what are the, what are the big ones? And I did a mind map here. I got taxes because it's tax time and my taxes aren't, aren't simple. So <laughs> I, I what? A, having revenue coming in from every country on the planet is not and a I have an, solution. I have an Australian company. I have a U.S. company <laughs> and the international returns would just they're mind numbing. So taxes, I don't want to do it. But thank God I for did. people who love to do taxes. I love them. Yes. <laughs> and then I've got health because I've made health a priority recently and it's going to take a lot of time. I'm doing right. a bunch of tests. I'm doing my exercise. I'm doing, I got to do some back exercises after this call nice. and then moving, moving to LA is, is a big deal, right? So that's a big project. And then Same. I got the book, book launch and then we're releasing the get real app. So these are the five big pieces that I'm tracking and I forget why I started telling you about this, but I'm pretty sure it was relevant. To it's totally relevant. I love it. And it's all about creating that balance. And it's not balance. that you can only have one goal and that you're working towards other things. But coming back to your old branding and the focus of it is there is an art and a science to being able to you know, focus on five things at once without feeling like you're spinning five plates and that you're trying to learn how to juggle at the same time and, and, and. There, there is a nuance to it that is quite difficult to explain to people who haven't been in that position where it happens, but it can happen, You, but you need a coach. So let's yeah. go to the, I know people are going to want to start their journey with you. How do they do that? You kind of alluded to one, uh, link, but give us, yeah. give us what you got. Yeah. Well, um, if you just want to be on my mailing list, you can go to myfocusgift.com. I send a couple of videos each, each week. Uh, I have a podcast, extraordinary focus. You can subscribe to that. Um, myfocusgift.com will give you a checklist that I created that'll talk about some of the things we covered today and more we didn't that can double your productivity and if you, want to, if you want private coaching, there'll be a link there to a double your revenue audit. That's what you want. And we'll get on the phone for 15 minutes and just work out if coaching could even have an impact on you and if we're a fit. So that's myfocusgift.com. I tried to come up with the most memorable URL. If you're interested in the group coaching, if you're more of a budget and you'd like, like a, uh, an eight-week burst, to make you a superhuman when it comes to an entrepreneur and do the semi program, which does include coaching with me, we do, do two group coaching calls a month. I have a special offer, and this is, I think, the third podcast I've offered this on. It's an experiment. I'm not charging for the program anymore. I was charging around $2,000 for it, and it's great value at that. But what I'm doing something different. I'm not going to charge you anything. I'm going to take an accountability bond from you. And the bond is $990. 
And when you complete the program, and I'll give you an extra couple of weeks. So you've got 10 weeks to complete an eight-week program. Uh, and the videos are very short. They're like four minutes, five minutes. I made it very easy to consume. When you complete the program and you write to me and say, I've done the videos, I've done the homework, I'm all set. I'm going to refund your bond in full. So it costs you $0. And if even $990 as a bond is a stretch for you, cash flow wise, if you use the coupon, what do we agree? Ownership. ownership. If, if you use the coupon ownership, that's lowercase, uh, it'll take $500 off your bond. So you, you'll only be wow. putting up 490. Now I recommend if you've got the cash flow, pay the full bond. Why would you want less accountability? Right. Pay the full bond, complete the damn course. But if that it's make, makes a difference to you, you can use the, the word ownership and just pay 490, complete the course. I'd love to see you on the group calls and uh, I'd love to help you. I doubt you're gonna double revenue in, in eight weeks but it'll set you up for 20. The aim is that you bump revenue by at least 20% over eight weeks. And then you are set up to double revenue uh, over, over the year. So, okay. oh, and the link, there's a special link for that. It'll take you straight to the page where you can enter the coupon. It's doublerevenue.net. Again, I wanted something super memorable, doublerevenue.net. Take it to that. And I'd love to see you in the program. Awesome. I love that. And peeps, I don't want you to get confused in the whole idea of doubling your revenue because obviously if you're not making anything, double of nothing is nothing. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're going to actually make revenue. If you're at the point where you have a, a business that's running and you're the one getting in your way, can you double your revenue in, in eight weeks? Absolutely you can. Of course you can. If you've ever hung around me, you know you can. And if you have a Titanic of a business and it takes a little while to turn it around and get it up floating again, well, then, you know, it might take you a little more than eight weeks, but is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Repair that sinking ship and get it up and running because it's gorgeous. Well said. And I do want to clarify, this program is for people who are already up and running. Awesome. If you're in, if you're in pure startup or you're trying to work out what business you might do, Samurai is not for you. You could reach out to me about private coaching, but I like to make sure that the people in that program are all at a certain level. Um it's just different coaching. It's right. different issues Absolutely. that we're working on. And also if you're already up and running, it's so much easier for me to help you bump your revenue. If you're starting from scratch, that's a whole different ballgame. Good differentiation. Thank you. You have been absolutely amazing. I have loved this conversation and I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to be holding more and getting deeper on things. Um, and I will let you go in a minute, but I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> As he pauses and looks to the skies for answers. Well, it, it emerged over time. I uh, quit my job in 97 and decided, given that I've got a bit of a break before I get my next job, I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do. I'm going to become a professional entertainer. So I had to promote myself and get myself gigs for a year and a half. And I can't sing. I, well, I, I'm better couldn't, now, but I couldn't, I, yeah, couldn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a better singer. I wasn't a very good singer. And so it was really hard, but I got to promote myself and learn how to do it. And like, I, and I earned $10,000 over a year and a half as a bad singer. And I think that's pretty amazing. So I learned a lot from that. 
And then I started my business as a coach. Plus on the side, I was consulting as an actuary. So that's, you know, I had to like hustle to make that happen. So I think through these things, I learned a lot. Um, and suddenly I am in the, in the land of an entrepreneur. And eventually I quit the singing, quit the entertainment business. And then I quit the uh, consulting as an actuary and resigned and went full on into just building my business. And then it was about a year or two into that, I started getting curious about business coaching. It's like, what would that look like? And I discovered that I was really good at systems and business is basically a, a series of systems. So I took to that like a, a duck to water. And then I created products. I created 10 to 15 products and then became a speaker and then created an app and I did this. And so, I don't know, maybe I'm still discovering that I am actually an entrepreneur. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it when life just kind of takes over and you're like, oh yeah, this is fun. What am I doing? Oh yeah, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. Hey, who knew? Okay, I got this yeah, stuff. I, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wanted to be a coach. And so I, I had to, you know, you can go and get a job as a coach, but often you're going to get, you get really low pay rates. Yeah. Um, I'm working with Better Up, or I was with Better Up. That's a coaching company, and you get like 70, 75 an hour if you've got a lot of experience. And it's just, it, it's nice to just have your schedule full with clients that you didn't have to go and get. But if you're an entrepreneur, you take all the risk, but you get much greater rewards, right? I'm not saying everyone should be an entrepreneur. It's not for the faint of heart at all. It's nice to have a steady paycheck coming in. But uh, I identify with entrepreneurs because we're all wearing all the hats and we all see all the possibilities. That's what makes it so hard. That's why we get so scared. We see all the possibilities, all the products, all the services, all the target markets, all the traffic sources, and it can get so overwhelming. And then we end up progressing way slower towards our goals because we're trying to do everything well instead of one or two things well. I love that. Awesome. David, again, thank you so much for your time. You have been amazing. I know how valuable your time is and I appreciate it. Any last words for our peeps? If something resonated for you, if I can serve you in some way in your, your business and or your life, reach out to me. Go to, go to one of those links and um, request a session or get yourself in the Samurai program and I'd, I'd love to help you. Love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. We love helping you to build and scale your business. So be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that we can continue to help you. We love having you here. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.